welcome to episode 22 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that investigates how to create genuine connection with your community. I'm Amelia Veal, and through my interviews with a wide range of top communicators, I share the secrets to great communication. In this episode, I interview the charming James Degg, an adventurous blogger investigating the world of luxury travel, health and wellness, plus interior design through his site, Bath Blogger. James has built a community that unites these passions by celebrating the beauty of bathing. James discusses the value of visual storytelling and the importance of two-way communication to build engagement. For James, the key to successful communication is to be active and consistently genuine in all interactions. This is James's version of Be The Drop. Well, thank you so much for joining me, James, here on our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's very exciting, and I'm looking forward to hearing all about your community. Yeah. But first, to start, if you could potentially share with us your item of significance and how that connects you with your community. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so, as you can see, I've brought along my digital camera. Uh, basically, what I do, I guess you would describe it as a lifestyle blogger, but it's actually a lot more specific than that, I blog about baths. Um, so I guess my role as a, as a blogger is a storyteller. Um, and they say that a picture tells a thousand words. So um, I take my camera with me wherever I go. Um, there's always going to be things that you can capture. And obviously that is what I use to share my journey and my stories and things like that. So I, I really rely on the visual aspect of having the camera to be able to, to share what I've been doing, um, where I've been going, what I've been using and things like that. Um, so that's why I brought my very special camera. Fantastic. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And visual storytelling yeah. in today's you know online platforms is becoming more and more important. Yeah. And definitely, I love the use of the word storytelling, but that visual aspect is, is just so incredibly important. Yeah. So you've talked about, you know, connecting with your community. Yeah. Could you just explain to us a little bit more about who that community is? Yeah, um, I guess my community, it's a very diverse group of people. They're all social media natives. Um, it, it really all came about through Instagram. Uh, so I'm very active in Instagram, post a lot of photos of, of what I do, and I travel a fair bit as well. Um, and it was last year, the middle of last year, I took a trip to Japan and um, they have amazing baths there. So I started sharing all these photos and, and stories of baths that I'd been to. Um, and without even realizing it, I started getting a lot of interest from different people sort of asking for recommendations of, oh, well, you know, Melbourne has a bathhouse. Have you been to that one? What, what do you make of it? Um, then I had other people contacting me and saying, um, you know, I saw your post and it, I decided to have a bath because I hadn't had one in ages and it just <laughs> seemed like such a good idea. Um, and so out of nowhere, I had this reputation as, as someone who was an expert on bathing. Um, so I thought, well, surely there's, there's something here. There's a need maybe, maybe not a need by, by some uh, definitions, but there is an interest in, in bathing and, and all the different aspects of it. 
Um, so what can I do to sort of share that with others who are interested? So from there, that's where I started um, Bath Blogger, um, and the, the community has grown from there. But it's it really is a diverse range of people. I couldn't say you know they are this type of person because it's really anyone who stumbles across it and goes, oh, this is this is different, but. I don't hate it. No, and anyone who likes a bath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's really interesting that you've gone through this accidental community discovery yeah, process yeah. because it was something that interested you and then you've got that feedback and then gone around. Yeah, you sort of realise, well, there's other people that share the same interests. Um, yeah, yeah, why not share this and, and see what happens? Exactly, and I must admit, because when I looked at your blog and I was like, oh, wow, so it's really recommendations around where to stay and, and things like that, but via the bath. And it's like, you know, that bath is such a relaxing, it's, enjoyable it's a space. simple like, luxury, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and what better way to show off a room? You, you know, yeah. you've got the bed. I mean, often what else, you know, yeah. is yeah. there? But it's such a great way of doing it. And I don't think, you know, it's not something I'd seen but I've seen lots of blogs around recommendations for where to stay, yeah. but not with such a unique take. So I think that's great. I guess if if I had to do, you know, those like Venn diagrams where it's like the circles where they sort of overlap in different sections, there's there's the group that are interested in um, travel and, and, you know, staying in, in beautiful hotels, so luxury and travel. Then there's a group that are interested in sort of the health and wellness side of things because there are health benefits to bathing. Um, there are a lot of products as well that, that are there to sort of relax your muscles or, or good for your skin and things like that. Um, and then there's also a group that are really into their design and like interior decorating and you know this is a dream bathroom. So if you put those three together, I'm kind of at the center. I'm, I'm catering to all those different audiences but at the same time showing them similarities between them. So someone who comes into it thinking, oh, you know, I'd like to know where to stay on my next holiday, might walk away thinking, oh, I know what, what products to pack with me to help with dry skin when I'm travelling and things like that. So there are a lot of crossovers and I think that's what's really interested me. Right, so you've really been delving deeper into that community. Yeah. So when you're delving into that community, can you sort of explain to me what's the value and the importance of that community and what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, at first it, it was probably just from... It was a hobby for me, so there were personal interests that, that I wanted to, to share and see who else was interested and, and what other recommendations people could give to me. Um, but as it's sort of grown and, and there's been a lot of interest, it's almost become a platform where you know, I find um, a small business who make their own bath salts and I said, you know, can I share your product with, with my readers? And yeah, of course, they'd be happy for me to, to share that. So then it becomes about sharing what other people are doing. Um, I mean, you've got companies like Lush who are really well known and everyone knows you know, that they're really good bath products. But then there's small startup businesses, you know, single mums at home that are just making their own recipes um, that I think they're doing a fantastic job. And I just thought, you know, it's, it's an excellent opportunity to share that with others. Um, and just connect with different people who are doing different things. So it could be an independent ho hotel that have just started out and, you know, they want to get people interested. Well, they've got an amazing bath, so, you know, next time you're in that area, stay with them. Um, yeah, it's about finding those connections to see what benefits 
there are for, for as many people as possible. Great. So really bringing the connections together. Yeah. So it's less about me now. It's more about what is everyone else doing? Mm, sensational. So you mentioned a time frame because part of what I'm trying to establish is the length of time to build communities. Yeah. So what sort of time frame are you looking at for what you've been on? Um, so the blog started in about April. So probably about eight months ago. But prior to that, I did have uh, sort of like a follower base through Instagram that, that already had an interest in what I was doing. Um, but it's just been interesting to see the, the difference in the audience. So it started with, you know, friends and, and family and, and those who are following my Instagram account to, as I mentioned, different, different areas. So people who are interested in, in health and wellness and things like that, um, that has really sort of expanded in, in the last couple of months. Uh, I even had someone who wrote a book on sacred bathing got in touch with me and she said, I found your blog and I don't think I've seen a bath blog anywhere else, but it looks like a great opportunity for me to connect with other people who would be interested in my book. Let me know what you think. Um, so all these people sort of came out of the woodwork, whether it's from word of mouth or just through social media, um, that I hadn't expected to be out there. Um, and I've actually had another person who started her own bath blog and I said, okay, well, when you're ready, let's collaborate. We can do guest posts and things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's something that's kind of developed on its own. I haven't really been there sort of stoking the fire or anything, but it's um, people find it somehow through word of mouth or, or just, um, I don't know, using the hashtags and things like that and they, they seek me out. So very organic growth. Definitely, yeah. 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 Well, and I think that that comes from you've got such a niche sort of aspect that yeah. you're covering. Yeah. I think that's really part of it. So, what is it that you think? And you've talked about these different groups. Yeah. Um, and so, one of my questions is around what unites the group. And you mentioned that you're a central thing. Yeah. Can you expand on that? On how you are uniting these disparate sort of interests? Yeah. I mean, I I don't really want to sort of say like I'm I'm the centre of attention here. I'm the one that unites all these pieces, but there definitely has been opportunity for collaboration between these different groups because they see the blog as a platform to share. Um, so one example is um, a new hotel that opened up in Melbourne. I went and stayed there and had a great time, but they didn't have any sort of bath um, products that people, that guests could use. But I happen to know uh, a brand that has a fantastic product that really fits with this hotel and, and their branding. So then it's just about making the connection between the two, saying, hey, I think you should get in touch with this hotel and send them some of your products because they really need it. And then going back to the hotel and saying, have you thought about including this for, for your guests because it, it would work quite well in, in your hotel. Um, so these things, again, they come up organically, but where I can try to make the connection between the different groups that I mentioned, then you're seeing some really creative collaborations and things like that, which I think is nice. But I think you're really providing that open space as yeah, well. Yeah, like I said, so it's obviously a, it's a open platform to that. Where, where people can... I'm trying to be as approachable as possible, um, and to be honest, it's, it's kind of a one-man show. So there's only so much content that I can generate, and I really do rely on the community to share with me so that then I can share it on with the rest of the community. 
And I mean, you even mentioned that someone else was starting a bath blog and instead of, like I really found that interesting, instead of you going, oh no, it's competition, I don't want to talk to that person, you're immediately, so you're very open, you're saying, great, yeah. let's collaborate, yeah. let's do this together. So yeah. you're definitely creating a collaborative space. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so once they're involved, what sort of actions are you looking for people to take within your community? It sounds like there's stuff going in yeah, lots of different ways. I guess ways. It, is, it is just about being involved. Like I said, I, I appreciate people sharing their experiences with me. I get as much out of it as, as they do with me, you know, saying, oh, this is what I've done today and things like that. Um, and again, the, the small businesses, for example, you know, if I can get more people to support a, a local business that's just started out making their own products, then I, I just think that's a really special thing that we can do. Um, so, yeah, I guess the, the action, and there's no expectation on my community. I, I put the content out there. If, if anyone looks at it, reads it, that's great. But um, for them to then connect with others within the community and from those different groups, then I think that's, that's really where I'd like it to be. Um, it's not always the case because, you know, you can put stuff out there and it just kind of falls flat. But... Yeah, where there's the opportunity to have people sort of say, oh, I didn't know about this brand or I didn't know that there was this hotel in this area or, or something like that, then, yeah, that's what the community is about is sharing these experiences. Yeah, so a lot of your action is creating awareness. Yeah. And do you find you get feedback back around that? Like if people have gone and tried a product or yeah, application? Yeah. yeah, definitely. There's always comments and, and feedback about, you know, I took your recommendation and this was really good. Have you tried this products from so-and-so and, -so. and um, I, I like that conversation so it's not just one way it's it's sort of a back and forth um, because then as I said it, it gives me more things to talk about next time um, so anywhere there's an opportunity to actually um, gain something from someone who's who's read the posts or, or engaged then that's that's value for, for me and for others mm, so you're really creating a content loop with your yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I, can, I can feel the content yeah. as you're talking. Yeah. So you've mentioned Instagram as a platform. Yep. That's sort of where you've started and then you've moved into the blog. So where yeah. would you say your primary communication platforms are now? Is it still those? What's happening? And you use Twitter a bit as well. I do. Um, so Instagram has definitely been the most successful for me and that's probably why I've brought the camera because the, the pictures do say a lot. Um, you can do some really beautiful things with these beautiful baths and things like that. Like the, the image of a bath has so much to it that, you know, you don't need to necessarily have a blog post with you know, 500 words or something like that. Um, but for, for my own benefit, I like to write and I like to be creative in that style. So having the blog is just, I guess it's an extension of, of the content on Instagram. Um, but Instagram is where there's the, the most connection. I love Twitter though. Um, I find Twitter is, there's more of a d direct connection. So if I um, tweet something about a post or an article that I found, people are going directly to that article or to that blog post. Whereas with Twitter, uh, sorry, with Instagram, people tend to sort of, if you're in the app, it's kind of a bit harder to leave the app. Mm. Um, the links don't work as well. Yeah, because if, if you're just going through your feed, 
and you see a comment that says link in bio, are you really going to go into that profile and then click the link to then go to another page or are you just going to keep browsing through your feed? Um, whereas Twitter, I feel people stop a bit more and they, they will engage in those links and things like that. Um, so I, I suppose between the two of them, they both have their, their benefits. I also like the fact that Instagram is now trying to compete with Snapchat. So there's a lot more that you can actually do in terms of telling a story. You can do sort of video blogs without having to do a, a proper edited video. Um, so the ability to share content there is, is obviously growing. Yeah, so you're getting into Instagram stories and find that something you like using. Yeah, yeah. But I feel you, you really can't favour one over the other. Like you need to, to sort of spread your love evenly between all the platforms to, to get the most from it. Yeah, well, but as you said, you're a one-man show. How do you find that, the spread of yourself across the platforms? Really difficult because, as I said, it's, it's just a hobby. Like this isn't, it's nothing I get paid for. I have a job. I have family and friends. I have as many commitments as anyone else. So finding the time to sit down and go, okay, what am I going to put out there that will interest people, that will engage people, and then even just sourcing um, future stories and things like that, that is always the challenge. Um, but as I've said, it's, it's less a one-man show now that there is a community that's, that's providing content loop because I can kind of turn back to them and say, well, what, what do you want to hear about? Or have you tried something that you want me to write about? Um, so I'm not scratching my head as, as often as I was at the beginning. Um, and, yeah, there's a bit more joy that comes out of it. It's not so much a, a labour now as, you know, I've got a, a message to share. Yeah, that's great. So, and, and to me that sounds like the real epitome of, of community. Yeah. There's a give back. It's a yeah. back and forth. You've really built that. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just shouting to the, <laughs> to the empty well, that, room. Exactly. I mean, that's one thing that I... I dislike about some organisations and things that when they use Twitter, they just use it to, you know, it's just a, a tweet of, you know, we've posted a photo on Instagram. Okay, but, you know, the photo's not even there. It's just a link. There's no conversation. Um, it, it's good when you can actually tweet someone and, and have them tweet back to you because it's not, it's not a one-way street, um, which I think is an area that a lot of, companies and even some blogs need to kind of work on because they're, they're putting the content out there but they're not engaging, like there's no back and forth. Mm. Again, I suppose it's that time. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you do need to sort of make the commitment to, to have that time mm. for that kind of engagement. Absolutely. So what have you found has been your biggest challenge in building this community? Would you say it's time or is there other challenges that have really faced you? Yeah, it, I, it would be the time, to be honest. Um, because it's a labour of love and I, I only ever did it just as a hobby and just to see well, what, what happens if I do this, um, I haven't had expectations. I haven't sort of put too much pressure on myself where I'm sort of saying, well, you need to do this and you need to have this many new subscribers or followers. Um, there's been no sort of uh, requirements around that. But at the same time, being able to put everything else aside for an hour just to sit and write is, is probably the most challenging part. Mm, if only we could magically create more mm, time. In an the extra day. day a week or something, <laughs> that would be lovely. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing with me your story around your community. And in conclusion, I'd like to finish with James's Be The Drop tip. Yeah. So that's your top tip for communication. Okay. Well, it's probably twofold. Um, so you get a two for one. Uh, I would say be active, uh, obviously, in, in social media and, and platforms where you're visible because it is very easy. There is a lot of other content out there that you are competing with in one way or another. And unless you're, you're posting regularly and engaging, then it's very easy to sort of fall by the wayside, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Whereas if you've, if you've got sort of regular content coming out, um, then you're sort of at front of mind. Um, but it goes back to, to what I was saying, you can't, for example, you can't tweet in a vacuum. You need to engage both ways. So if someone approaches you with something, you need to sort of respond. Um, you can't just flood content and not actually have a conversation. Um, and then the other part of, of my be the drop is to be genuine because there's no point, you know, being active and, and putting content out there if it's, if it's not true to who you are and, and your story. Um, and that's where the real engagement is because people will see that and they'll respond to that a lot more effectively. And so I love it. So be active and be genuine. So we could say be genuinely active. Yeah, <laughs> or actively genuine. Oh, actively genuine. Yes, yeah. that's right. I think that's better. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, James. It's Thanks, been a Thanks for listening to Be The Drop podcast. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Leave us a review or share with someone who is looking to improve their communication. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at B underscore the underscore drop or visit our website narrativemarketing.com.au and click on the podcast tab. If you or somebody you know embodies Be The Drop, email us via podcast at narrativemarketing.com.au. New episodes are released each Monday, so make sure you don't miss out by checking in every week.